Welcome to Gamers Cafe, guys, where I talk about everything that's going on in the PC gaming industry and abroad the gaming industry because it's all part of the gaming industry. Anyways, I'm your host as always, Brett Dicer, so let's get on with what's going on in here. So it looks like uh, Intel has launched uh, full support for the Vulkan API. Uh, if you don't really know about the different um, graphical APIs, there's Windows DirectX, which most people know about, most, most people use, especially gaming developers. And there's a Vulkan API based off of the OpenGL, which is more open source type of uh, way of doing it. So there's there's two of those things. Usually ID, who is famous for uh, Doom, Quake, has usually used OpenGL and the latest Doom, they do use Vulkan API as well. Not many games actually use it. However, uh, the latest Android phone from Google, the Pixel, does use the Vulkan, or actually it's, excuse me, the latest Android uh, operating system 7.0 uses Vulkan API as well because it just helps optimize and do a lot of graphical things a lot better and more efficiently. So there's that as well. So Intel uh, has this integrated graphics, which is never good for gaming. It's actually pretty bad. You actually want a standalone graphics card still because it's still the best way of gaming. Uh, has full support of Vulkan API. Uh, does it really help gaming? Not really that much. I mean, the only reason why it actually works is because if the CPU, which is, if you didn't know in tech terms, is kind of like the brain of your computer. It's either going to be Intel or AMD is the two chips, the two major uh, Intel uh, CPU chip manufacturers. Uh, if those start overheating, which you actually never want, because if they overheat, they could burn, and then you have no computer. Uh, this is just to help it out. So at least Intel is willing to update these and actually give you the latest. Is it the best for playing any type of modern game? Not particularly. Uh, could you play Minecraft? You could probably play Minecraft relatively well. It's not very graphical, but if you're going to do something like Doom or something like that, uh, get a dedicated graphic like the NVIDIA 970, the AMD RX 480 is also a good card to get, uh, but one of those is probably be better for you. But if you're playing on a laptop, just know that you well, you really won't be able to play or install graphics cards on that unless you get something external that will allow you to do that. Anyways, moving on to AMD's Ryzen uh, chips. The newest chips that are coming uh, next month, early next month supposedly. Uh, there have been a few more leaks to it and uh, one uh, publication kind of did some tests and it looks like um, they're doing a pretty good job for the most part which is good considering that uh, last uh, last generation of the CPUs weren't really that good. Well this time the Ryzen's actually doing a pretty good job. Now these are all kind of theoretical. They, there is really no official um, news about all the uh, what's going on with the chips or what the chips are actually going to provide. These are kind of more theoretical type of uh, specs for that. I almost lost my word. Uh, but for, for the most part, the Ryzen was actually top three most of the time 
in uh, graphical computations like uh, integer math it was number one uh, CPU mark it was number three uh, CPU single threaded is not as good it was about number four uh, as always Intel is beating it out but these are all um, th these are all about the uh, these are all about figures and supposed uh, made up figures or not set yet figures so just just understand them but um, it's good to kind of see what's going on with these and what's actually may come about it so sorting it was number one uh, physics it was way low but uh, I mean that's you're not gonna be number one in everything uh, encryption it was number one again uh, and then compression it was number two and then uh, extended instructions SSE was number three still not bad uh, and then prime numbers it was in the middle of the pack so there's and then floating math was number one so there are some ways it does it really well there's some ways it doesn't do so well and sometimes when it's number one it beats out uh, Intel's chips by a larger uh, by a huge margin uh, but when it doesn't do well it's not as good uh, so there are differences in that what I would be really interested in seeing if it actually does well with uh, media related things like uh, editing videos uh, pictures and all that other graphical stuff if, if it will work really well with that and the gaming side of it as always uh, those are my two main things uh, AMD is usually cheaper than Intel so there is that uh, the positive side of it they haven't been as good lately uh, but with the Ryzen chips they could actually at least be on par with the best Intel chips now we don't really know for sure until they come out so there is the possibility for that um, but I mean that's really what it's all about is the possibility and hopefully AMD will do good now I forgot to say but disclaimer I do own stock in AMD so I'm not rooting for them because I want their stock to I mean well obviously I want their stock to do well but I'm also rooting for them to do well because of competition wise and to actually have some pretty uh, competitive competition with Intel to keep them on the toes because Intel has always been number one dog uh, for quite a while in the chip uh, manufacturing realm and then Nvidia has been number one most of the time for graphics cards so AMD has a lot of catching up to do but they've been doing, they've been doing a pretty good job for the most part but that's not that's that's kind of all what's going on right now. We won't really know for sure until the chips come out, which should be the beginning of March, maybe late uh, February, so soon. Uh, but we won't, we won't know for sure, but I'm excited to see how well they actually do or not do. All right, Twitch has come out with like a 2016 looking back uh, type of um, a list or infographic, but it's more of a uh, interactive infographic. I actually played through it. It's like a road trip type of thing. So, uh, interesting tidbits is that the most friendliest country is Finland. Uh, so, there, there's that. So, if you really want to be in a very friendly environment, move to Finland and play with the, the Finland people. I don't know their type of Finlanders. I think, maybe? I don't really know. Uh, there's that. There's also um, Twitch finished uh, finished the year with 2.2 million unique streamers and uh, Twitch users sent 14.2 billion 
chat messages. The most used emote was Kappa. Uh, the most watched new game was Overwatch. Not a big surprise there. It did have some other little tidbits that uh, Pokemon Go was uh, the first uh, mobile game to hit like the top 10. Uh, there was also uh, there's also 2 point uh, no 292 billion uh, total minutes watched which is pretty pretty which is quite a bit uh, there was 590 million total bits cheered which is a little bit new for them as well uh, no man's sky someone's guys the most was very ambitious for an open universe exploration game that didn't do quite so well, but it also had an impressive launch in Twitch history. Uh, so there is that as well. Um, it also raised a whole bunch of money for charity. So they also raised uh, they raised about nine million for Extra Life. Uh, Games Done Quick was two point five million, and uh, there were some other ones. Uh, Twitch Prime sub charity drive was five hundred thousand, which is new. So, don't uh, if you're expecting like a huge number, no, you, you shouldn't. Also, H1Z1 over two hundred sixty-seven thousand dollars was handed out out for the two thousand sixteen H1Z1 Invitational at TwitchCon two thousand sixteen. Uh, so there is that, which is an interesting. Interesting tidbits for that. Uh, there was also 153 million total whispers, which is kind of like the, the private chats in Twitch, and more than a million free Twitch uh, Prime channel subscriptions, uh, and an auto mod current uh, currently active in nearly 10% of all chats. So is that as well? All right. So For Honor came out this uh, this past week, actually on Valentine's Day, so if you were lonely, you could, well, brutalize other players online, if that was your thing, which I did a little bit. Uh, but uh, there, are, there have been some, uh, some issues with it. I have actually not run to any of these issues as I'm actually reviewing it. So there's that. Uh, there's the easy anti-cheat, which is basically their anti-cheat to help people not cheat which also does some very interesting things with the game so we won't we won't launch the game and the workaround is to, to verify files integrity uh, there's other things as well a user may be unable to quit desktop uh, so the workaround is players must restart the game there's also some uh, issues with the Titan X Geoforce there's also gamepads not working what what they say for workaround is unplug all of all other unnecessary peripherals, especially steering wheels and flight joysticks. <laughs> There's that. Uh, game shutters when you are hit, <laughs> which is interesting. It says could be connected to the Bluetooth controllers. Uh, workaround one connect to controller using USB. Workaround two install Windows 10 anniversary update. There's that, unless you don't have Windows 10, then don't try to install it because it won't work. But there's a few other things. For the most part, it was a pretty good uh, launch. Uh, I played for a bit and I didn't really see or run into any major problems at all. Actually, I ran into no problems at all, which is, which was a good sign that it actually was a pretty successful launch. But there's always there's always those few small, if it's a really good launch, players that will run into a lot of issues. 
Also, on the Overwatch side, it looks like some players were complaining that the drop rate for loot boxes now... Let me get into it. Overwatch was developed by Blizzard, which is which is a huge company based in Irvine, California. They've done everything from Warcraft to Diablo to StarCraft, and World of Warcraft is their biggest game. Uh, now, Overwatch was their first new game in over a decade uh, because they haven't really done new franchises. They've done uh, sequels to their other franchises. Uh, so, Overwatch is a team-based first-person shooter with uh, each uh, character is specific and unique to uh, specific playstyles like offensive, defensive, uh, support, all these other things. They also have two abilities plus an uh, ultimate ability that eventually unlocks uh, given time played. Uh, these ultimate abilities are pretty much if it's an offensive character or even character with just an offensive type of ultimate ability, a one-hit kill usually. Uh, that's why they don't actually... Um, <laughs> that's why they, you can't play them very often. There's also other... There's also specific uh, units that are very uh, support-like, like specifically a medic in Mercy, which is the one I'm talking about. His Her, her ultimate abilities that she uh, raises uh, one to even all the team from the dead. Uh, which can be a very interesting game-saving moment. Anyways, there are loot boxes here. Once you level up, you can get loot boxes, which you can uh, unlock skins, emotes, uh, victory poses, whatnot. Um, and so players have been complaining that some of these uh, loot boxes rate drop rates have changed and you get less of them. So the controversy came out and someone's like, oh, look, I've done this and this is what I've gotten, this, this, and this. So the game director, Jeff Kaplan, said, well, no, it's not that, so stop complaining, basically, uh, is the way of doing it. Uh, do I really care too much about loot uh, boxes? Not really. I care about more playing the game. This is kind of a way to get people the carrot and the stick, get people to just quit uh, to play more and more because you get ultimate or legendary skins and whatnot. Uh, it's a very popular game. It's extremely popular. I think the last... Uh, stats where there are about 25 million people playing, or at least have an account through it. Now, concurrently playing, like me, I don't concurrently play. That's an, uh, That will probably be another stat that they haven't really released. All right, have you been kind of on, uh, on the fence about EA's Origin Access? Now, if you don't know, EJ... Uh, EA's origin is kind of like Steam. It's a digital distribution site for PC gaming because PC gamers love just buying through Steam mostly. Uh, but EA was like, hey, we need to get on this, and they decided to make their own, which players weren't really happy about. But we have to deal with it. We to, if we want to play any EA game, you have to go through Origin. Well, they also have a kind of like a Netflix-type subscription through it called EA Origin Access, which is about $5 a month. You can play a certain amount of games in the vault, and you can get timed or timed pre-release exclusives, usually EA games, through that. Well, they're having a seven-day trial, so if you really want to see if you actually want to get it or not, you can do that. It's Like I said, it's $5 a month, but there's also $30 per year if you want to do a yearly basis. Now, there's a bunch of games on there right now. You got Banner Saga, Battlefield series, not including Battlefield 1, so 3, 4, and Hardline. Hardline is the least played out of all of them. 
uh, Crisis 1 through 3, and cri the first Crisis is the best one. Uh, Crusade, Crusader, which is an old game, uh, it was done, it was made in the, it was developed in the 90s, so don't expect cutting edge graphics for the Crusader series because it's quite old. Uh, so there is that. Now there's a seven day trial, so I would say probably get it on Friday or maybe Thursday and see if you actually like it or not. Uh, but after that, you're gonna have to pay for it. But uh, it, there is a good mix of old and new games on there, so just be aware of that. Uh, just be aware of that in general and make sure that you, if you wanna do it, that you get on it because it, it could go away, the seven day trial. We No one really knows about that, but um, that's it. If you just kinda wanna do it that way. Uh, is Origin a bad digital, digital distribution? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, it's not my favorite. I like Steam the most. Uh, I like GOG Galaxy the most. Uh, Uplay is all right, which is Ubisoft's one. Like Ubisoft and uh, EA are the two ones that most people don't like because we have to, we're forced to use these. Like Steam is because it was the first one to actually do it successfully, and uh, GOG Galaxy, which is another one uh, you don't have to use it if you don't want to. Uh, so there is that. I would really like it if EA Ubisoft would stop making people use it, but that's just probably not going to happen. Anyways, moving on to Bard's Tale. So Bard's Tale is, once again, an older franchise. Uh, it was harking back to the 90s and had the very um, kind of first person moving from block to block, turning left or right, uh, but it was well-renowned. People loved it. Uh, so... There is a new one coming out, uh, Bard's Tale 4, I think it's called, and it was kickstarted in 2015, so they're still in development with it. Well, it looks like there's some drama, I guess, between Old Skull Boss and In Exile, which uh, originally has the uh, Bard's Tale uh, IP, I guess you could say. Um, and In Exile is like, we have, we don't think this is going to be coming out, we don't think it can can do it in time and then old school is like well they weren't giving us the necessary funds to actually do it so I had to take an extra job to get it completed but it will be completed because I want to play it too and it's kind of a back and forth he said she said type of a thing but it should be interesting if they actually do come out with it uh, am I in favor of this? of course I am uh, does Bard's Tale 4 look good? yeah it looks pretty interesting as well uh, has there been a Bard's Tale in a while? no I think the last one was done maybe in the late 90s and that was kind of the last one uh, made from this uh, series or franchise. There hasn't really been another one made in quite a while. So it should be interesting to see if it will come out or not. But I hope I hope that Rebecca, who is the boss of old school. Uh, well, actually, it's school. I don't know why I said school. School. Uh, does actually, you know, follow up with her promise saying, I want to get this done, I want to get these remasters done, because remasters are great, because especially you can play older games on newer systems, because sometimes older games don't really work very well with the newer system, because updates in uh, technology, and then the older games are kind of just like, eh, it don't work really well, especially since uh, modders have gotten way bigger than in the 90s. Alright, so Battlefield 1 finally got its winter update uh i played a little bit last night i didn't mind it i people like ribbons i hate ribbons i think they're so annoying you get so many of them and 
they're just annoying to me because if you do really well in a game, you can get like five or six of these in like one go, and it's like, ah, I don't want these ribbons anymore. But yes, ribbons are back in. There's 20 different ones. I looked through all of them. I'll be doing a video on the YouTube page eventually as I do a little bit more gameplay. But there's that. The other major update is Elite Codexes. So if you play a specific gun and get 500 kills uh, on this per weapon, you'll get uh, kind of an elite uh, indicator or codex or code dices for this. Uh, you also get um, they also be awarded 25,000 bonus XP for this as well in new with uh, class ranks. Also, there's been a major update for class max ranks. So originally when the game launched, there was only to level 10 on each one of them. And uh, for all the base classes for support, scout, assault, and medic, I got to level 10 pretty quickly. It's not that difficult, to be honest with you. And they were all surprised, and I was like, I'm not surprised. There's people that beat it before I did. Uh, I, I stopped for a little while because of other things. There's also been some updates with servers, but uh, there's been some game improvements as well. So vehicles uh, fix some parts of vehicles that were improperly placed in front of the first-person camera when when taking or repairing damage to them. Fixed tank driver weapon visuals not functioning correctly for other players when driver uses third-person camera. Fixed an issue when heavy tank would not show on minimap when firing. And reduced the cooldown of gas abilities on vehicles from 30, 30 to 32 seconds to 25 seconds to make up the re for reduced gas duration, which thank God that happened. Uh, there's been some UI fixes as well. A whole bunch of UI fixes. Maps adjustments, which uh, is fixed issue with floating debris after destroying table. Fixed conquest spawn location on Suez. Moved one up so players no longer spawn underground. Moved another one uh, of a tree. Uh, fixed issue when underwater sounds can get stuck on land. Fixed issue when player could move on top of the map on uh, Arden Forest. I think I did that once. Fixed issue where hit line for a uh, hint line for a train did not disappear after performing indicated actions or even leaving the behemoth on Conquest Suez. Uh, weapons. Now this is going to be another interesting one. There's been tweaks to it. So fixed illogical behaviors when using cable with uh, Martini Henry, which I've been looking on the web and people are saying, oh, it got uh, the heart. The Martini Henry got a buff as well. Uh, they also fixed tweaks for, for uh, uh, post reload delays. So it looks like um, some of the actually three of the medic guns got. Uh, fixed on that one in uh, one of the revolvers as well. Um, increased load reload time for auto auto loading 8.25 extended. Also fixed, uh, also increased horizontal recoil by 14.3% on the automatical trench, the Hell Rieger factory, uh, the M1909 storm, the Madsen storm, the MG15 storm, and the Bar storm. So be on the lookout for that if you these are your favorite weapons. Increased horizontal recoil of Lewis Optical and the M1909 Optical by 10% when ADS. Um, reduced horizontal recoil of some self-loading uh, rifles. Auto-loading uh, 8.0.6 to... Uh, well, auto-loading 8 is to 0.6 to 0.4. Uh, also, a few other ones as well. Uh, 
so there there's a whole bunch of things that they did to this as well uh, for gameplay it improved the Calvary uh, victim experience so in the base game or before this update there were some times and I actually did this a couple times where you would just you think you were close but you really weren't close you're were a few meters away and you still killed somebody with a saber with the Calvary and it was like that should not happen well it, apparently they fixed it I haven't really tried it too much there's that. They also fixed where you were reloading for the take hunter, the main weapon, which was really annoying when I wanted to, like, I want to fire, and like, I gotta reload this thing. Okay, run away, run away. Uh, so be on the lookout for all that stuff as well. The best part about this is that reduced gas duration from 15, no, from 22 seconds to 15 seconds. Thank God. I really wish they would tweak it to be only one gas grenade because people spam that stuff like crazy, and it gets annoying. It's like, dude, Use it situationally. Don't just throw it willy nilly because you're trying to get trying to get easy kills that way. But that's just me. For controls to fix PC custom key bindings, not probably remapping for Behemoth. And then for the net code, it reduced maximum displacement of high ping players when missing updates and fixed a uh, huge uh, explore exploitation times for good connections after frame spikes. Uh, there's that as well. Do I think, for the most part, is it pretty good? Yeah, I actually like the update. I mean, I, I'm not really hugely uh, big on um, the ribbons. I think the ribbons are still pretty dumb. But you also get to, you also receive 300 x 300 uh, XP points as well. It's just there was a couple times where I got like three of them in a, in a row, and it was just kind of like just throwing it out there on the screen. I'm like, I don't care. Let me just, let me play. But that's my thing. I never really liked them in the other Battlefield games. I just could care less about them. I wish they kind of wouldn't give you a huge... Uh, they would just tell you at the end how many ribbons you got, not just in-game. I think in-game is kind of annoying. Anyways, moving on to Dangerous. So there's a standalone version called Arena. It's actually been removed from sale and is still available for existing players, but you cannot buy it anymore. It will actually be part more part of just Elite, Danger Elite and Dangerous in general. So there's that. Uh, the reason is because they didn't really want to do updates for three for different systems or more different systems, so they decided to uh, basically put it into the base game in general, so they don't have to do as many updates to everything, which is fine. If you didn't know, uh, Elite Dangerous uh, Standalone Arena was uh, kind of the I guess for a deathmatch of Elite and Dangerous, and you didn't have to worry about your ships being destroyed with doing that and repairing them as well. Um, it's still pretty popular, so there's there's that. Also, uh, Halo Wars 2, there was going to be actual physical release, releases in North America. It's been canceled, uh, probably because of not very much um, people buying the physical release of it and usually just sticking to the digital release of it, which I usually do nowadays is I just buy digital releases because, first of all, it's really hard to buy PC games at Target or Best Buy because it's it's such a small area now, uh, so there's that. But if you are looking forward to actually getting a physical release, you're not going to be able to. You're going to have to get it through European sites if you can actually still get it through there. Uh, so just be aware of that. Uh, am I going to be reviewing this one? No, I'm not. I'm going to be reviewing a different game uh, as with For Honor as well. Uh, also, uh, CD Projekt Red, uh, which is... A pretty uh, is a game developer that owns good old games and has done the Witcher series is actually doing quite well. It's actually beat its 
uh, Capcom for how much um, money it's actually making. It does 1.6 billion, and Capcom does 1.38 billion. So that's actually a pretty good uh, indicator of it doing quite well. It boosted its uh, looks like its share price uh, by quite a bit in 2016. Probably, and it's mostly to do with Witcher 3, but also good old gamings as well. So I'm all in favor of this. I think Witcher 3. It was a great game. I call it. I said the best game of 2015 for my list. Uh, I still play it on occasion because it's just really good and really fun to get back into the world. I'm really looking forward to Cyberpunk 2077 when it comes out. Whenever they decided for it to come out, there is really no release date on that one. All right, guys. So For Honor came out this week, and well, I played single player. Let's just say I didn't really. It, it was okay. There, there was nothing wrong with it uh, technically for me. I've had no problems with it whatsoever, even though some people have had problems with it. My main problem was that it was just, eh. Like, there, like the main bad person, I didn't really get her motivations on why she wanted war. She just always wanted perpetual war because reasons. Uh, that was my main concern about it. The story just, it, I, I didn't care because it was just about someone wanting war and that was the main thing about this whole single player the great thing is is that it actually prepared you a little bit for the multiplayer it lets you play some of the characters as well and that's the really only big takeaway from this is that it actually prepares you a little bit not very much from it um the boss fights were just awful and horrendous sometimes. The last boss fight was the worst because the problem is with these boss fights, and Ubisoft loves to do these, seems like with their developers, is make the bosses have lots of health and cheap moves. It always seemed like that. So the last boss fight, there was like explosions happening, catapults would hit the places where you're at, so you had to watch out for those little circle things, plus with her dangerous moves, it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't fun. To, to be honest with you, I was rage-induced on the last boss fight because I just wanted to finish it. By that time, I just wanted to finish it. I did not care about it whatsoever. And I just had a problem with it. I, it's, it just, it wasn't good. There's like nothing, when I, when I ended it, I was like, finally, it's over type of thing. I wasn't like, man, I really want to play this again. By the way, there is no replayability on this whatsoever. Nothing. Zero. Zilch. Nada. There is no re replayability unless you want a little bit harder difficulty, and that's really the only reason why you would do it. Beyond that, the single player is just just not good. Um, I'm still slowly trying to do the multiplayer. Uh, I've been just, you know, practicing. Well, I haven't practiced too much, but I've been practicing a little bit to kind of get... Well, handle on all the different moves uh, for the multiplayer. Now the control scheme's not half bad. Uh, I don't, I didn't, I don't mind it. I, I really wish Ubisoft would actually have like focused in on like uh, blocking, parry, uh, parry, and uh, uh, light and heavy attacks, and be more nuanced than that instead of having these other types of um, abilities. It, it, it really is like a fighting game. It's really close to Destiny Warriors. If you ever played that in the old school games, it's very close to that. And those single players were not good at all. It was just wave after wave of killing people, uh, kind of having a story of 
Japanese or Chinese armies fighting against each other and you were you know basically helping the battle you would kill all the peons or the non-bigger heroes and then you have to fight the bigger heroes that's kind of how it was so it, it it really does take a lot of influences from that game that I can see um, it does take some influences maybe from uh, first-person shooters with the with the domination um, as well but back to the single player like I, I didn't care I, I didn't care about the characters I didn't care about the reasonings after a while I was just like oh great so they're just following orders even though there's something wrong we're still gonna do it anyways because this is the way to advance the story and then when everybody knows that the, that the main villain is trying to pit them against each other they still go against each other I'm just like you, you do realize that it's pretty transparent what she's trying to do and you're still doing it. Oh my gosh, were our ancestors this dumb? I hope not. But uh, that's what it was. I I think the graphics are great. I think it was it was still an interesting concept. I just think the single player just has nothing for anybody, and uh, it's okay to avoid it. To be honest with you, it's just it's not good. It's it's okay. It's basically in the middle where. They, I think they play it safe quite a bit because uh, it, it's like any fighting game, really. And so that's that's where kind of where the single player stops. I I would say avoid the single player if you can. If you really want to try it out, you can. But just go to the multiplayer. It's it's the main part of it, anyways. Which I'll get into uh, hopefully next week with playing it a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, that that's the review for the single player. Well, well, let me see, give you the official review is a eh, burnt uh, review. It's not bad. It's not good. It's in the middle, so it's slightly burnt. It's like Starbucks. You still go to that, but you really know it's bad. But it's not too bad where you don't say no. It's 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 one of those. Uh, so yeah, that that's that's the review for it. All right, guys, uh, I'm going to do some quick little uh, gaming deals for you. So Tom Clancy's Rainbow uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands for Green Man Gaming when you register for an account, which is free, is 18% off. And it's not out yet. And Halo Wars 2 is 18% off, too. Uh, and we, you also have a uh, Square Enix Publisher weekend sale on Steam. You get up to 75% off their games, and that includes... Uh, Tomb Raider, the new ones, Final Fantasy, Deus Ex, Mankind Divided, and other ones, and Deus Ex Mankind Divided is 70% off, which is pretty good. It came out in August, too, so it's a pretty good uh, deal going on for a, a bunch of these, too, so you should check it out. And guys, that is the end of Gamers Cafe. Thank you for joining in, and as always, uh, follow Digital Coffee on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, uh, gab.ai, minds.com, and many others. And always pick something up at the Digital Coffee Podcast Store. I got some t shirts and coffee mugs there. All right, later. <laughs>